Hello and welcome to The Weight of Freight, where we explore the intricate yet powerful connections between the freight and commodities markets. And today we're going to talk about a very exciting market, which is the LPG freight market, which has gone a little bananas recently, especially on the VLGC side, and we're just trying to get to the bottom of why uh, it, it went a little crazy, and also understand what the impact on the trade is is right now and is going to be go uh, uh, going forward. And uh, for that, I'm joined here today by my lovely colleague, Joanna Pinero, uh, just to get to the bottom of it all. Uh, Joanna, welcome. Hi, Alex, thank you. Great, so let's just jump right into it. We've had quite a interesting few months for the VLGC freight race and VLGCs, for those who doesn't know, is uh, the biggest ladies in the LP LPG fleet. And we've had historical highs in September. I think I think for all the main routes like Rastanuri to Chiba and Houston to Chiba, for example. Then it crashed back down uh, late in October, and now it's creeping back up. What's driving this volatility, and what, uh, especially, uh, how did we get to the historical highs? Let's start with that. It's been quite a ride, Alex. And what we see here is a series of factors at play that involves both uh, the main suppliers, which are the Mideast Gulf and the U.S. Gulf. Why are we seeing the production fall in the Mideast Gulf? Because of the oil production cuts and LPG as a byproduct mm. of that production. In the U.S., we've seen the opposite. The production, uh, the inventories there are uh, multi-level highs uh, because of the natural gas production. So because the, in the natural gas production, they get propane as well, even if they in inevitably find it, so they are trying to push that out. Mm -hmm. um, so you see that a lot of cargoes coming up from the U.S. and not as many in the Mideast Gulf. But what really uh, was a key player here was the Panama Canal delays, because uh, the delays started to rise there, which disrupted uh, the, f the flow from the U.S. Gulf to East Asia, mm -hmm. the main consumer. So there, uh, prices is starting to get higher because there were other costs coming into. So because the prices were higher, starting to grow in the U.S. Gulf, lost lots of the ships that were in the Mideast Gulf went to the U.S. attracted by that, that, that fairly secure premium that were there about $10,000 to $15 per day uh, compared to the Rastanura to Chiba. Right. So basically, uh, if I understand you correctly, what you're looking at, uh, at here is kind of a Im imbalance in demand. For one, we have less stuff coming out of Middle East, uh, going uh, going to Asia. At the same time, we have more stuff coming out of US Gulf Coast. And this is a much longer voyage already, isn't it? And then there are delays in the Panama Canal. I think that's uh, which hold up the vessel. I think it's important then to understand how these delays actually impact the vessel and why they happen as well. Yes, yeah, so um, as, as we all know, uh, the uh, Panama Canal is a bit of a marvel of engineering. So that means that you have to uh, bring the ship up about 25 meters uh, up uh, to the Gatun Lake to, to cross it over via the series of locks and then put it back down. And the Gatun Lake, especially during uh, the drought, can get a little too, too low on water. And its water is required to operate the canal. I think it's, a, it's an important piece of trivia for everyone who doesn't, who doesn't know. Right, so the ships are stuck waiting in the Panama Canal, and that means that they're not available for other business uh, in the LPG market, right? 
restricts the supply, the prices go up. Is that exactly? So the the supply was stretched out either because they were held up uh, the longer delays in the in the pandemic canal, which got to 16 days, or they just gave up altogether to go through the canal and went through a much longer uh, route through either the Cape of Good Hope or the Suez Canal, mm -hmm. and so the vessels were busier for more time. So it took a longer time uh, for us to see that rebalance again. Because when charters uh, in the Midis Gulf went back to the market and saw no ships, that's when the, sh uh, the, the rates first shot up. Mm -hmm. And a wide arbitrage in the US, uh, because of the production levels have been so high, secured uh, that the the levels were, uh, the arbitrage was still wide enough for vessel uh, for the rates for vessels to grow a little bit more. So it's in other words, the arbitrage from the US to Asia is wide enough uh, to allow for even much higher, much higher freight rates, which happened in September. Which right? happened. So why the crash then later? Has uh, the arbitrage closed? No, 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 that that would be a total disaster. Uh, no, no, that uh, we see the arbitrage uh, slightly tighten, uh, but what we really drove the rates down back down was that charters is starting to hold up their cargoes. Fret rates were really high. Uh, we've seen also some cargoes being canceled because the costs was, were already uh, much higher than the usual because it hit rec uh, record highs. So because they were the fixing window was so up in the future, uh, mid-November, uh, they are already, they held up their cargoes a little while, trying to wait for the vessels to come back there, and so the, the supply would, would be enough to soften the rates uh, from the record highs. And what, in that movement, we've seen the market stabilize because ship owners are still very confident that the demand, we are ahead of the winter demand, is going to keep growing, so they're holding their offers high. Mm. Uh, what happened there was that we've seen a lot of relets coming to the market as well, and those uh, they we've seen them fixing in lower levels than the record highs. So that's when it started dropping again. Another important piece of context here: what a relet is. Relet is uh, generally a vessel which is which is run by big charters, producers, majors who uh, like you know, have their own cargos and use those ships uh, for running their own cargos. But sometimes they relet them to the sport market when they think that there is a margin to be made. And since everyone wants to fix or like give business to a real ad, since uh, that usually gives uh, some kind of favor back from the big chartra, uh, they tend to get uh, like, you know, fix first and they tend to go at lower rates, uh, rates as well. Uh, anyway, and that's how they dropped the market, which is creeping back up now. So we in another point of volatility. So is there another short-term supply squeeze here on the LGC rates? We've seen a the supply now being a little bit busier because there has been some cargoes out and also ships returning to the mid uh, to the US Gulf. So we're still seeing, uh, it's not as it was in the beginning of this, of this trend, uh, but it will depend. It's hard to say how it will develop because this is a sentiment uh, game here. So owners are really confident, charters are trying to push uh, back as well. Uh, but what we've seen that ahead of the winter, demand is inevitably going to grow. So it's it's very likely that rates will continue to trend. It's hard to say up to what, what level, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we're I think we're going to wait and see. 
But again, right now we're talking about all the short-term squeezes, but if we are talking longer term, what do the fundamental tell us? Is there a fundamental strength in the freight market? Is it going to keep being quite expensive carrying uh, LPG and VLGCs around the world? So from a fundamentals perspective, a very important factor is the order book. We've seen that this year uh, it has a very large uh, order book with about 44 vessels to come in on at the, in 2023. The, from those, about eight are still to come online in the fourth quarter. Uh, and the last time that we've seen uh, this amount of vessels to come into the market, uh, that we've seen a very big correction over the rates. The rates really dropped uh, very significantly, but there are some differences in the market dynamics that makes this much different. Uh, so back then, that was 2015, 2016, uh, the, that order book that order book was about 20% of the global fleet. Mm. Uh, whereas now, this is about 12 percent oh the because the fleet got bigger so even if you have loads of ships they take a smaller proportion of the fleet right exactly and some of these effects are also expected to be offset uh by the fact that lots of them are coming in time charters mm -hmm. uh and also because of some of vessel inefficiencies so we see that around 10 percent of the global fleet has already 25 years uh so they're over 25 years, so they are, they are a potential scrapping candidates. Mm -hmm. uh, so we could see that to keep uh, the, the rates at a current levels or at a higher level, that could prompt chargers to scrap and to maintain the balance. But here's, here's, a, que here's a question then, if the rates, are, the rates are hot and you can make loads of money in the uh, in the freight market and you have an older ship which you paid all of your capital costs for probably yeah why don't you just stay in the market and keep you know making money uh, it's kind it's not going to be so easy because uh, we've seen the new vessels who have a much higher efficiency uh, rate than uh, those older vessels, those dual fuels, they are prepared uh, for the cer certain amount of regulations uh, within the carbon emissions uh, perspective that these vessels are not, uh, plus other costs uh, that that could might, maybe owners would not be willing to take a risk with an older vessel, uh, they could, it's not going to be that easy. Yeah, and, and we see that trend already in the older book, right? The majority of the vessels, if not all of them recently, are dual fueled which means that uh, people are preparing for the future of uh, fuels and the new realities of what of what the regulations bring to the table right and so uh, the and it's much cheaper to order a new vessel with the dual fuel engine already installed than to have it retrofitted about three times or, or more or more expensive and we're talking about millions of dollars here which is again so Am I get, uh, getting it right that we should expect, at least for foreseeable future, say the next quarter or two quarters, that the rates are likely to remain elevated simply because the tonnage might be balanced but between the order book and scrapping potentially for the, for the next year and because the demand is rising? Is that? Exactly, yeah. And the demand is already expected to grow f apart from simply being the high season, the winter demand. We also see lots of uh, PG8 plants in China to come online after being offline. Uh, so that m will definitely raise the amount of, uh, of product coming into China. So they need more vessels and we see that. And um, apart from that, because it's a high season uh, for lots of other sh shipments, 
uh, the we see that the Panama Canal delays are also expected to come back up again and mm -hmm. could also bring more uh, complications within the market and raise rates. So in, for the foreseeable future, uh, until the end of the high season, we don't see a lot of space for rates to go down. We see yeah. the opposite. And that's actually, uh, we're talking about quite a bit of money because people sometimes forget about uh, how much the freight can take in terms of the proportion of delivered price. And during the top of the recent spike, it was roughly, what, 36 odd percent of the price of the FA, G Houston to cheaper VLGC rate. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big, big number which affects the trade. And VLGC uh, market is interlinked, right? So we see similar uh, trends in uh, voyages to India, for example, right? Uh, and voyages to Europe. So the uh, uh, is going to keep uh, getting or remaining expensive uh, to, to carry LPG. So no relief there for whoever is paying the bills, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for sharing your expertise today. And thank you everyone for tuning in. You can, as always, download the limited edition file uh, with some slides on what we've been talking about here in the description uh, to the podcast. And we'll see you again 